Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 96 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. And if you listened in last week, you might be thinking, why is there a podcast episode now? Because I had mentioned that we were going to be moving and had a lot of packing going on. If you've been listening along, you know we're having a house built and we're supposed to close next weekend, which would have been Memorial Day weekend, but it got pushed out one week Due to some issues with the builder, he happened to be out for a week and the workers didn't accomplish as much as he had hoped while he was out. So when the cat was away, the mice did play. So that moved our closing out a week, which gives us a little bit more time. Now we have Memorial Day weekend to do some packing. Not that we really want to spend that weekend doing that, but at least we have the extra time. So I do have some time to fit in a quick episode. And I had a great question from Warwick on the private Facebook mastermind group over at nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind a couple of days ago. And I'm going to click over and paraphrase that question real quick. He basically was asking if Google might penalize a site when you change the date on blog posts. He said he has a number of WordPress blogs and websites and he's updating the content of the pages on there and some of the original posts were from like 2013 or 2015 and he had significant content that he was going to be changing and updating it and he was wondering if he changes the date on that post to something current, is that going to affect his rankings negatively or is there anything to be concerned about? And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. When you might want to change the date on blog posts to reflect a newer date, maybe some other considerations when you're going to create a new piece of content, some things to consider. I've actually had to go back and change some post URLs in the past to make them more evergreen because I had versions of software that I was reviewing or something in the URL so that when somebody went to the post, they would have been thinking they were seeing like version two of a product when it's probably version four or version 10 something now. So I discourage you from putting those types of things in the title and the URL. We'll talk all about that real briefly today, but that's the what we're going to talk about in today's episode. And we're just going to get right on into it today. So what Warwick was asking about is he was saying that he was updating a bunch of content on his website. Some of it went back several years and needed to be updated. And was there any concern with going ahead and changing the post date to reflect a current date for those? And absolutely, the answer is no. You definitely want to do that, especially if you're updating a lot of content to make things more current and more evergreen. You want to go in and edit that date on your post so that it reflects the more current date to tell people that it is new content. It'll tell Google that it's new content, and that'll actually help your rankings in my experience. Because the more content is brand new, especially if it's relevant, it's going to help your rankings because Google's going to see that as new traffic. It's going to be more relevant to people looking for things that are current. So those people will stay on your page longer. So all that will go towards helping your ranking and traffic, not hurting it. So that's definitely a good thing to do. And now when you would necessarily not want to just go change the date on a post is if you're not changing your content and it's dated content. So I was trying to think back of, give you an example of that. So let's say you had a post on your website which was entitled Best Phone Available. And you were doing your reviews of some of the current phones, some of the best phones out there, and your post was 10 years old. So let's say you probably had one of those cases with a phone that you would pull around and it weighed about five pounds. It was a brick. 
I mean, that was probably more than 10 years ago, but let's just say that was the phone you were showing on your website, but you went ahead and you had something that would change the date to reflect a more current date. If somebody went to that particular post on your site and they were looking for the best phone available, that's obviously not going to be the best phone available. So they're going to quickly click off. And despite having a current date, they're going to know that either this is a joke or some, this is completely irrelevant to what I was looking at. And somebody's going to click off that page quickly. So you will probably lose rankings and traffic over time the more your bounce rate increases for that. So you don't just want to go out there and wholesale update the post dates on your content without actually changing the content unless it's something that's completely evergreen. It has nothing to do with dates. The information is still as relevant now as it was back then. And I have some of those posts. I did some keyword research with Market Samurai quite a while back, several years back, but the information is still relevant. The process is still roughly the same using Market Samurai. So a lot of that content is old evergreen content, but it's still as current today. So I could go out there and change the date on that post. And there's also other things that you can do. There's actually a plugin out there. I went out and looked for it and it's called Old Post Date Remover. And what that does is actually after a certain number of days, you can set that within the WordPress plugin to say after 365 days, take that post off of my content, it can do that automatically for you. But one thing to keep in mind with that plugin and plugins like that, all it does is actually remove the date from being displayed in your content. There is actually still behind the scenes an actual date for those posts and pages out there that Google will see, so that won't actually change. So if you were to use a plugin like that, that would automatically remove the date from being visible on posts after X number of days, know that in those cases, you're really not doing anything to affect your rankings or traffic. All you're doing is that if somebody comes to your website, they see a piece of content and they see that it's several years old, in many cases, they may just automatically assume that that information is out of date and they may just click off it for that reason, thinking your content is irrelevant now that several years have passed or it's not as current as it could be. So that's one thing you could possibly do if you had some evergreen content out there and you just wanted to make sure that people didn't think it was no longer relevant. That's one thing you could do, but I think the better thing to do, which Warwick mentioned that he was doing, is to go out there, periodically look at some of your evergreen content or some of your older content that is ranking, but you want to bring things up to date, give people more relevant information. That is definitely the better thing to do. If you do have content that you do want to update, definitely change that post date to reflect the current date. And you can do that right in your WordPress dashboard. All you do is go to an existing post or page and then where it says that when the article was published, you just click there, click on edit, and then you can specify whatever date you want and make it more current. That is definitely the way to go if you'd like to get a potential increase in rankings and traffic because people are going to see that content as new. Google is also going to see that content as newer content with the new date. So that's definitely going to help you, especially if you're updating content to bring that content more current. So I would highly recommend that you do periodically do that. And that's always a good thing to do. And that brings me to a related topic of creating content that has version numbers or some sort of dates in there. So for example, let's say you had a website and you wanted to take advantage of Cyber Monday deals for 2016 or 2017, whatever year, and you put that in your title. And as such, it ended up in the URL of your post if you didn't add 
edit it and change it from the default, it'll usually take most of the words from your article title and put them in the URL. So if you did that, what happens is the next year, let's say you want to reuse that, you want to update that post, you still have some traffic from there, but you go to that particular post and you see that in the URL you had the year 2015, the content that's ranking in Google has the year in there. So anybody that was searching for Cyber Monday, they would possibly see that date in the URL. So they would think, oh, this is a post from a year or two ago. I'm not going to click on that. I'm going to look for something more relevant. So you can create content if you know that post is only going to be something you're going to do for a year. And then you're either going to delete that post after a month or so, or it's not something you're going to care about in the future. That's fine if you wanted to do that. But if instead you were going to go back and change that post on your website from, say, Cyber Monday 2016 drone deals to Cyber Monday 2017 drone deals, you would want to not have that year in your URL, in my opinion. What you can do instead is take it out of the URL, but you can leave the year in the article title. You can have it in your headings in the article, and you can, of course, have it in the article itself. But I would caution against putting a year or something like a version number referenced in the URL because I have learned from experience recently. I had a review of Jessica LaRue's um, Amazon Bootcamp, and she had reached out to me this week and mentioned she had a new product for Amazon affiliates that I sent to all my email, subs email subscribers in the last week. And she had also mentioned that I had an old review of her Amazon Bootcamp 2.0 on the website, and she said, you might want to go ahead and update it. We have the new version 3 out there, and uh, I can give you some information about that if you need it. So I went out there and looked, and sure enough, I had version 2 in the URL, and I did some Google searches to see where I was ranking for those terms, and in the URL that shows up in Google, it shows a snippet of the URL of the link. It was listing the 2.0 version, so if somebody was searching for Amazon Bootcamp and they wanted the latest version, they knew it was version 3 or something higher, they probably wouldn't click on that article because it had the version right there in the URL. So even if I change the title of the article, it could be confusing if I had a title that said Amazon Bootcamp version 3 or something similar and then the URL didn't match. You know, somebody could think trying to pull a fast one or your content's just old. It just, it just doesn't match up. So that's only going to potentially negatively affect you. So what I ended up doing was I changed that URL of that particular post and it took out any version information. But because I knew I was already ranking in Google for um, the search terms like Amazon Bootcamp version 2 or just other search terms related to that, and there was already a link in Google, I didn't want to lose any existing traffic. I didn't want to have any 404 errors. So what I did first was I made note of the existing URL before I changed it. And then I went into Pretty Link and I linked the old URL that is is ranking out there in Google now to the new URL that I just changed it to so that you can keep all of your existing traffic. It'll still redirect over to your new URL and you won't have to worry about 404 errors because that was important to me. I'm already ranking for something 
based on version two of that product, and I didn't want to lose any of those potential rankings and get any 404 errors, which would negatively affect my website. But going forward, anytime that a new version of that Amazon Bootcamp comes out, all I have to do is go back to that content, change any of the actual content where I reference a version, but I don't have to change that URL in the future. So that's basically future-proofing me against that. So when you're creating content, I want you to think about that, and I'm going to think about that hopefully as well, so that if I am doing a review of the latest version of, let's say, Easy Azon version 4, I don't want to have the version anywhere in that URL. So if you're going to be reviewing or doing any write-ups about anything, try to keep years out of your URL and version numbers out of your URL, but you can still put them within your content so that you can rank for terms that are related to specific dates ever you want. Let's say you're reviewing a concert and you're somehow an affiliate for concert tickets. Of course, course that concert's going to be going on at a particular date so it would make sense that that's going to be a one-time thing most likely that concert's only going to take place in 2017 on May 1st so something like that it's not a big deal but if this is something that you're going to plan on updating content for in the future there's probably going to be updates and new version numbers try to keep those versions or years or dates out of your URLs so that it's much easier for you to go back edit the content change the date on the post in the future and not have any issues like that. So that was just a couple of things I wanted you to think about in regards to that. And I think that's definitely a good thing to do. Definitely go back, check your content every so often, make sure that everything is up to date, change that content, change any headings, change your title possibly, but hopefully you can keep that URL as is so you don't have to create a pretty link like I had to to point from your old URL to your new URL. You don't have to worry about any of that if you consider that when you create the article initially. But of course, if you have years worth of content out there, I've done this a bunch of times for a different post. I know I, one on one of my websites every year I would do a new Cyber Monday post on some of the hottest things that are out there, like best Cyber Monday 2017 gadget deals or something something like that. And those were intended to be good for a particular year. So I wasn't concerned about that. I wasn't going to go back and change that post. I was probably going to create a new post. So in situations like that, I'm not too worried about it. However, if you are going to be reviewing things that do have version numbers, like I mentioned, like software or training programs that routinely get updated, it would be best if you could keep those version numbers or dates out of the URL. And then you can just go back and change your content. You don't have to worry about changing URLs, doing any redirects, possibly losing traffic. 404 errors, all those things, if you keep your URL more generic. And there's one big caveat to all this. If you do podcasts that also have related posts, so if you're doing like I do, you get some show notes or transcripts for every one of your posts, but they also have the podcast listed on there, I would not change the dates on those posts because what that's going to do is it's going to change the order of the podcasts that you have. So if you're referring to your podcast by episode number, which I I do in all of them. And podcasts are generally known to be sequential and they're known to go out of date. For example, if you came and listened to my first podcast episode, it would be relevant at the time when I created that. So a lot of things may have changed since then. 
and things aren't necessarily going to be current, but that's assumed in the land of podcasts. You know if you see a date on a particular podcast or it's episode one versus episode 50, you know that was at a particular point 50 episodes ago, and you're not expecting podcasts to always have the most relevant information. There's going to be a new podcast that comes out every so often that will have newer relevant information, But it's not expected that if something changed or something was relevant at a point in time in a particular episode that you're going to go back and re-record that episode or re-edit all your old episodes. It's known that a podcast is a particular point in time, but just be aware if you do change a date of an episode or a post that does have a podcast episode in it, it will change the order of that podcast episode in your feed and like iTunes or whatever app somebody uses. So keep that in mind. I I inadvertently changed the date on a post that had a podcast episode previously, and then I noticed in the podcast player that it changed the order, and I was like, oh, I never even thought it would change that. So it's just something that didn't cross my mind. So I just wanted to let you know, if you do have a podcast or something like that, which is in sequential order, if you do change the date of that post, it will change the podcast episode sequence. So you don't want to do that for podcasts typically. Otherwise, all the information that I mentioned is relevant and it is a good idea to keep your content up to date. Change the date on those posts when you do update a good portion of the content. And then your audience will know that your content is more relevant up to date. Google will know that and hopefully you'll be rewarded with additional rankings and traffic as a result of keeping your content current and up to date. So hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that answered the question for Warwick and everybody in the Facebook Mastermind group. They all agreed that in their experience, when you do update content and change the dates to a more relevant future date, that it does make sense and it does help rankings and traffic and things like that over time. And looking at the calendar, two weeks from now would normally be the next episode, but we will be moving that weekend, the weekend of June 3rd, 4th. So we will not have an episode on that following Monday, hopefully short. Shortly thereafter, if I can get some internet access and get everything set up, we'll see how that goes. I'm actually going to have some family coming in town a week and a half later, so there's going to be a lot going on with the move. Some family coming to visit us at the new place and all that, so we'll see when the next episode is going to be. Probably three to four weeks most likely, but again, if you want to keep in touch, have any questions along the way, Jump on over to the private Facebook mastermind group over at nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind. Feel free to ask any questions, introduce yourself. Uh, if you have any specific issues that you need addressed or you just want to reach out and network with folks trying to do the same thing as you, that's a great place to hang out. And I will add most folks, but like I've said in the past, if you do have hundreds or thousands of Facebook groups that you're a member of. You don't have a picture. You just created a Facebook profile the day before. Big red flags like that. I generally do not approve those. So if you have a normal looking Facebook account that's been out there a while, typical things that you're used to seeing, I will most likely approve you within 24 hours. But if any of those red flags come up, I most likely will not approve you. But if you would still like to join up and it's been several days, you can reach out to me directly, send me a direct message, send me an email, chris at nichesitetools.com. Explain that you just created this account. You don't have a Facebook account, but you wanted to create it just to join the group. Anything like that, I'd be glad to add you. I'm just trying to prevent spam and I've had folks 
with all the other red flags, join up, spam the group, and then I had to delete them right away. So just be aware of that. If it takes me more than 24 or 48 hours to add you, I most likely denied it. So just reach out to me. I'd be glad to add you if there are circumstances that may have thrown up a red flag for me that caused me to deny you. But anyway, in most cases, I will approve folks, and it's a great place to hang out, great place to network, and a great place to get some questions answered. So with that, we'll wrap it up for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you again next time. Bye-bye now.